On May 20th of 2019, going into my senior year of college, I began a journey. Originally, I was just looking to better myself as an individual. But before I knew it, I had a team and a community around me discussing our daily struggles. Just a community looking to better ourselves physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. My name is Brett Ferguson, and welcome to the Struggle of Sovereignty. Hey guys, my name is Brett Ferguson. I'm a current student at the University of South Carolina, where I'll be graduating in May 2020. Welcome to episode 12 of season two of the Struggle to Sovereignty podcast. Before we jump into episode 12, I want to talk a little bit about my guest today. Um, you know, whenever we posted the Instagram teaser early this week, I really sat back and I was like, normally I post in paragraph form, but with Alvin, there was so much to talk about that I was like, I have to do it in bullet form because there's too much that I could elaborate and Instagram would get way too long. So we have so much to dive into this episode. And something that Alvin is throughout every aspect of his life has always been a servant. A servant as a man a servant in his passion, a servant as an author, a servant as a military personnel. In any, any way that he performed life, he always found himself as a servant. And I think his story is beautiful, and I'm so excited to share it with you guys and gain some knowledge on what this man has been able to accomplish and also to the impact he's leaving on people. So without further ado, we're sitting here with Alvin C. King. Alvin, how are you doing today, man? Doing well. How about yourself, Brett? Good. Good, man. I'm excited to jump into this. We've been, uh, oh, yeah, so Alvin, how did we get connected? That's, I think it's a good first question. How did we kind of oh, yeah, get on here? Um, through Jay Spearman. So Jay and I go back years. And, uh, so Jay, I've met Jay through, uh, actually through my son and uh, okay. my son played, um, at Heathwood, Jay coaches at Heathwood. And so, uh, Jay and my son naturally got connected and, um, and then Jay and I started talking a lot more on a regular basis, you know, just, just talking. And, um, and then he mentioned one day that uh, God put on his heart to start this organization, bigger than sports, South Carolina. And so, you know, as you know, you're always focused around sports and athletics and you're, you know, it's just not something that you think of when somebody's like, Hey, you know, while we're at this football game, let's talk about, you know, starting a nonprofit. Right. And, uh, right. you know, to, to give back and, and mentor youth. And I was like, no, that's, that's great. Like, just whatever I could do, just let me know. Uh, I'd, you know, I'd definitely be interested in helping. Absolutely. And, you know, that sparked, like, this awesome road of, you know, just serving and, and doing great things for the greater South Carolina area for the past, mm -hmm. you know, a couple of years now. Absolutely. Man, I was so blown away by my episode with Jay. Um, I could say a million things about that, man. Our relationship has grown since that episode exponentially. I've been able to find out more about him and like his connections have aligned with my connections. And it's always been interesting to meet people like yourself that I hadn't met before through Jay. And it's always interesting how men carry themselves and you start seeing certain flocks come with certain flocks. Um, it always happens. There's always this, this idea of congruency with who you're with and who you surround yourself with, I believe. Um, because I, I don't believe opposites attract. I believe like attracts like, um, especially oh, yeah, relationships with, especially powerful relationships. Um, because normally that'll breed 
not even competition, but more so self-growth within both of you, because due to your relationship, you're growing. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about that. What was your and Jay's relationship? How did you guys kind of learn, you know, all right, so you had the connection at the beginning with, you know, everything that happened at Heathwood, but when did it kind of become to fruition where you guys were going to do similar passions like you do with your organization and what he does with Bigger Than Sports? Um, I think it just kind of like that from that first conversation there at Heathwood, we were just like, yeah, oh, I do this and you do that. And I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's interesting. And so, you know, we just kept talking and, and the more we talked, we were like, oh, wow, that's, you know, that's pretty similar. And then yeah. the more we talked, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's pretty similar, too. And then right. you know, we finally were just like, man, like, we do a lot of similar things, and we have a lot of similar similar goals. And so I think as, you know, we we um we started and we launched, you know, Jay's from Greenwood. So we launched the first at in uh, Greenwood. And so we went up to Greenwood and, you know, just saw it was about like 85, 90 kids there. And to give like a free camp to 90 kids, you know, give them food, give them drink and, you know, give them three, four hours of, you know, speed and agility training and, and just be able to mentor and talk to those kids. And, right. uh, you know, it was, it was just pretty, pretty great. And, you know, the irony of all that is today, a kid from that camp texted me and told me he just got a full ride to PC. And wow. so he's like super stoked because he's like, man. Like I went up there, he signed, he, you know, he declared and signed with them last month, but they, okay. you know, they were working through some scholarship stuff, sure. but you know, just think about that three coming up on three years later, like just right. kids like, Hey, you know, you, you know, like, like I went, I went up when he, uh, when he signed his parents, were like, you just don't realize how much, like how important you are in his life. Yeah. Like he just talks about you all the time and, you know, cause we text back and forth. And, you know, it's just all about having that outside the parent mentor kind of deal where you're like, hey, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? You know, kind of that man to man stuff that I'm sure he's he's getting at home. But at the same time, it's just different when you hear it from a different perspective. Right. It's that I have I literally just got off the phone with one of my mentors. (laughs) Like it's it's funny how it works because you attribute especially to whatever you're growing throughout those very, very like important stages of your life. I remember whenever I had my college scholarship, that was one of the proudest moments of my life. Like no one could take that away from me. Like that, you know, I worked hard, but it was like immediately I looked backwards and I was like, thank you. Like, oh my gosh, thank you. I, so I relate completely to him. Like in the way he looked back because I was that kid like not too long ago. And it's awesome to see. It's awesome to see. Um, okay. We talked a little bit about that, but I want to jump back, take a step back, and let's talk about you. I want to talk about what has been your path in life. If, For example, I ask this question all the time to guests. I say, if someone walks up to you on the street and says, hey, who are you? Who are you? Wow. I think, you know, we went through this with the pre-interview, but the yeah. thing with that is, um, you know, it's who you are is defined by where you are, and right. so more... I think the biggest thing is like who I was, you know, 20, 30 years ago is way different than who I am now. Fast forward. Um, so, you know, I, I went through different phases in my life where I was a kid and then, you know, I was a 
student athlete and then you know I got into college and was having fun and you know and then then life happened and you know I had to make some adult decisions and yeah and, um you know leave school and become a dad and and do some things that you know I wasn't particularly ready for at 19 but you yeah. know you go through that and 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 now you know you you don't want to be a statistic and Absolutely. so how do I how do I how do I get get better like what do I do and so you know I just fortunately um found the military and you know it wasn't something I was looking for yeah but uh you know I found it and it gave me structure and discipline and I was like wow this is you know sometimes you don't even realize you're missing something until you get it and then you're like wow this is this is a good deal and you know it provided for my family and you know the crazy part is like I was gone so much but it I was able to provide for my family. And that was, I think the biggest thing where, where, um, you know, I learned so much through so many other people and I had to impact so many other people around me, you know, outside of my normal, my family. Mm. And so that was, you know, to me, when you say like, who are you? You have to say like, well, I was this person or I was that person. But, you know, now, you know, we go back to the first word, Emily. I serve my community. I've served, you know, this country. I've served with others. I've led others. So, you know, I, I always consider myself a servant leader because, you know, I always look back at just like, you know, I used to tell my soldiers, like, who's best leader that ever walked the earth, you know, and. Mm -hmm. Most, most of them don't guess it right, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Jesus, he, you know, and, and, and he, his leadership style was, was pretty simple. You know, he, he used two words, he said, follow me. Right. And so, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, the five best leadership quotes for the five best, you know, leadership tactics or, you know, whatever. And it's two words. Like, if you like understand that concept of like, just follow me, like, it's just crazy. And that hit home. You know what I mean? When you put that into perspective, like, like think about, it took 12 ordinary people, like, just walked up to him and was like, follow me. And you're like, okay. <laughs> oh, man. You know what I'm like, like, what kind of leader, like, what wow. leadership, you know, three-day, four-day symposium are you going to go to where you're like, oh, you have to do this and you have to have adaptability, and personality, and communication, blah, blah, you know, and, like, break down all these things. And the reality is it's like, like, follow me. And <laughs> They're like, okay, wow. sounds good. <laughs> Man, that hit home. Just uh, that uh, you and swear you and Jay are two peas in a pot. I, I see it through. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's so Man, we talk every day, like for hours. Dude. Well, it's, it's crazy. And so like sometimes I feel like he's mentoring me, like because yeah. it's just crazy. Like yeah. we just go back and forth and we're like, oh, what about this? And what about that? You know, so it's like, Man. it's been awesome. It's like exciting to talk to him at times. He said, he said something that I'll forever remember. And he said, who's keeping score at the end of the day and forever. I will remember, follow me. I will forever remember those that. Wow, man. Wow. That's so that, that hits deep. That's life. It's, it's oh, yeah. beautiful, man. Um, it's incredible. And I'm so passionate about my relationship because again, at the end of the day, I, I always say this is like, it's a relationship. Like the way you praise God, it's your relationship with God. No one else has the same relationship with God that you have. And that is something that I find so amazing because it's like, wow, I have control of my relationship. Like it's, it's mine. 
But at the oh, same yeah. time, I can celebrate my relationship with everybody else because they have their own and they understand their own. So it's beautiful because at the end of the day, I was just having this conversation with my mentor and he was saying, Christian men, he was like, they attract. And he's like, men, men of the same concept in the mind and the morals, they, they attract. Um, and it's, it's the truth. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, well, I mean, you just, you just think about like who you like, just go into a room and you start talking and like, you start talking to a couple guys and you're like, Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Great. And then there's like one dude who you just like connect with. You really like, hit oh, it off yeah. with. Right. And you're like, Oh wow. Yeah. Great. And you just keep talking. And before you know it, like those like, attributes are just like glaring they're like oh right. yeah i know i know where you're coming from right so obviously you had your time in the military um something that we do here at the struggle to sovereignty is like a big impact in what we want to make in people's lives is that we celebrate the daily human struggle that is something that's very important to what we do the military is obviously a very large struggle but through the military i know there are even harder struggles outside of the military before the military, you know, through your whole life, what has been something through all those times, whether that be the military, whether that be through writing your book, because I can imagine, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but even just writing a book, I can only imagine how tough that is, right? It's through all these things, what has been one concept that's kind of tied it all together and made it make it make sense to you? Like really bring it to fruition where it's I think you got to be grounded in something. So like, what are you grounded in? And so right. for me, like I, I fall back on my family, like, you know, I'm married, wife, kids. Yeah. And so my, you know, my, um, my parents both passed away at, at an early age. And so like my kids don't have those grandparents to look up to. Yeah. And so there was just like all this extra, weight on my shoulders and so like my my dad passed away we took in my younger brother and so you know the the crazy part and it's in the book but you know I'll give you the quick minute version you know my dad like I was supposed to leave to Bosnia and literally like on a Wednesday and my commander was like no you can stay your wife's nine months pregnant about to go any day and uh He's like, just stay, like have the baby and, you know, just, just follow along and be out there in the next couple of weeks. Right. And I was like, cool. Like I'd talked to my dad on Sunday. This is like Monday or Tuesday. Like he told me like the day or before, or two days before. Anyway, they leave on Wednesday. I wave goodbye. They fly out. I'm at home cooking dinner and you know, the, the house phone, this is how long ago this was. The house phone rang and I pick it up and there's this weird voice. And he's just like, you know, this Indian guy is like, Hey, is this Alvin, you know, we need you to come to Florida. You know, you're the do not resuscitate. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, well, your dad had a stroke and, um, you know, there's machines keeping him alive. And so it was almost like, they're like, well, you just need to get down here to turn these machines off because we've got other patients kind of mentality. And I was just like, well, like, who is this? Like, what? And so it was just crazy. So I was like, man, I, like I hung up and it's like I had to drive down to Florida and go, uh, you know, deal with that. So, you know, get in, get in the car, drive down, you know, get there. And um, in the morning, like six something, seven in the morning and go right to the hospital. And then, you know, I start talking to the doctors. They're like, yeah, just sign these papers and, you know, that's it. You know, he'll he'll pass. We'll pull the, the plugs off. And, and I was like, all right. You know, like I was just like, man, I think I was. 
I think I was like 24, 23, 24. So I was like, okay, let me sign these papers so my dad could die. Like just create, like it was just so crazy. And so, you know, I'm dealing with that. Then like his church was there and they're like, hey, don't worry about it. Like we know all his plans and like everything. So like the funeral home was there, like all this stuff was like happening like at seven o'clock in the morning. I was like, good grief. Like this is crazy. So sign the papers, take them off the machines and, you know, go in the other room and start doing all the paperwork, come out of that, like family starting to show up. We go into the room and my dad's vitals are fine. And I'm like, like, what's, they're like, oh, this, this is normal. It'll probably, you know, go quick. And so like at 11:45 that night, like the doctor left, came back home, came, you know, went home, came back like just before midnight, like 11, 20 something, you know, is when he finally passed. But like his vitals were fine the whole day. And I was just like, as a 23, 24 year old guy, yeah. I was like, what did I do? Like, like, this is crazy. Like they told me and like, you know, my aunts, my cousins started coming in. They're like, Oh, you made the right decision. And I'm like, did I like, this is right. crazy. Right. And so, you know, then, you know, that happened. So he, he wound up passing that night. That was a Friday. So all the funeral arrangements were already done, like at nine in the morning. It was like not till Tuesday and Wednesday. It was like the wake and then the, the funeral. So I was like, man, it's Friday. My wife's pregnant. I don't have the stuff till Tuesday. I'm like, hey, I'm coming home. Like, I'm a six-hour drive away. She's like, no, no, just stay down there. Your, your family's there. And I'm like, all right. So I'm like, look, don't have the baby, dude. Like, just don't have the baby. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just going to rest. And so she, like, sat down. We called and talked on Saturday. She was fine. Sunday I called. And, you know, we're in the middle of conversation. She's just like, hey, let me call you right back. I'm like, what's up? She's like, oh, my water just broke. I'm going to go to the hospital. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's like, really? Really? <laughs> I was like, I could have been home because, like, we didn't know what we were having. And so we had our daughter first but then you know I found out you know we had a son and so like my one of our neighbors was there and she's like if you could just describe her like this five two peppy cheerleader chick who's just like the whole time like on the phone like I'm sitting in my dad's condo like rifling through all his stuff like just figuring out life and and like she's there talking to me the whole you know <laughs> birth wow. she's like oh it's it's coming and it's coming. And she's like, it's a, it's a boy. And I was like, oh man, yes. You know, it's just like crazy. And then, you know, and then, you know, fast forward, we go through the funeral and I get home that Friday, but my clock's ticking because the military is like, oh, the baby's born, put in your leave. You got to leave in a week. So I got home and I had like three or four days at home with my son and, and I left for six months. Huh. And, uh, and so when I came back, he was a completely, you know, or I left for seven months, really. And then when I came back, you know, he was already a little fat kid rolling around doing, you know, like trying to crawl and do all this stuff. And I was just like, it's just crazy how life, life comes at you. But, you know, when you, when you think about like defining yourself, like where you're rooted, like you got to be rooted in something. And so, you know, obviously people are rooted in the word, but, you know, I also find comfort in, in family, like doing, like to me, I'm, I'm the patriarch of like this whole family and we have a extended family. Like I have nieces and nephews and great nieces and great nephews, you know, like that just all look up to me. And so at times, you know, I could be the only male figure around and, um, you know, it's just, it's really humbling at times. So, imagine. but, 
but yeah, no, it, it was like crazy, dude. Like just <laughs> crazy. That whole like in wow. seven days, like how life completely wow. changed like so drastically. Wow, man, I, I can't even fathom my father passing, my son being my well, that was your daughter at the time, correct? No, it was a son. Yeah, that was your son. Okay, so son at the time, then being born, and then you having to leave in three. Man. Oh yeah, and then wow. the, the the thing, the crazy part is, you know, like I high fived my wife, and like she went from a week ago having just our daughter who was like three or four at the time to my nine year old brother, my daughter, and you know a a brand new newborn. Oh, and so God. like she was the hero because like I tell everybody, I'm like she's the one who had to deal with me always being gone and like being mom and dad and and doing all that and like all the kids turned out great. Like my brothers currently in the air force now stationed overseas my daughter is in her second year at uh temple law school wow and my son's at his in his second year at yale and wow. so when you think about like where where they were what they were rooted in like that investment that we made in them and you know it's it's just phenomenal at times to think about that yeah that's beautiful wow so I all I see through this, you know, and it's it's been this idea, and it hasn't been this straight arrow path where it's made sense the whole time. It hasn't made sense sometimes, it seems, and then other times you figured it out, and then you started finding light, and you started finding happiness, fulfillment. It's all beautiful, man. Um, and I'm I'm so just unbelievably humbled to be having this conversation with you. Um, now. I want to ask you specifically about your book. And you talked, obviously, that was a section of your book. But throughout your book, you were talking about it actually on that radio show this morning. Um, I want to talk a little bit about what exactly was your purpose in making it? What was, what was the reason? What, what did you want to do by creating a book? Uh, I think the, the crazy part is, so we go back to Jay. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and so we're, like, we were just getting invited to speak at all these different places. And so I went and spoke at a church in Rock Hill on a uh, veterans day. And so, you know, I spoke, gave a message. It was like 30, 45 minutes long. And, you know, after the service, they were like, Hey, if you want to speak to Mr. King, he'll be in the back in the vestibule. And I just like went out there and, you know, just standing around and as church was let out, like the doors open and the first family came up and just shook my hand and started talking and like I was just chatting with them and before you know it like I just kind of you feel that eerie feeling like and I looked and like nobody was leaving and like I looked right. over their shoulder and like everybody was lining up like sneaking into the church like to talk to me and like wow. every family stopped and talked and like 45 hour later I'm still there like just talking to people and I was like wow this is crazy so like we left there it was me and my wife Jay and his wife and went to eat and I was like man I like I gotta do something like people want to hear like people enjoy when I put a message together like like they're always asking like hey well where'd you find this information or where'd you get that or can you talk to me more about this and so I was like man I gotta do it and the crazy part about the book in all honesty like I sat down that next Monday and wrote and like wrote that whole day and like I stopped writing when my wife came home and I was like I wrote like 10,000 words, 10,000, 11,000 words. I was like, geez, I don't even remember that writing that in school. And so like the next day, another 10,000. 
And then the next day, like another almost eight, that, you know, so it was like, I was like, dude, in three days, like I wrote so much and now like putting it all together, making it a book. And, you know, like I was like, I, I wanted to keep it like palatable. I didn't want to have like this huge, thick, like monstrous book of stuff about me. And, you know, that was the the big thing. Like a lot of my family and friends, you know, were looking for, they're like, man, like, you've deployed a lot. Like you've been to all these countries and all you've been in all these different wars. And like, they were just looking for the, the juicy war stories. Right. They're like, Oh yeah. I like, can't wait to hear it. And then like, you hardly talk about yourself. Like you just right. give all these like principles and guide guidelines. And I'm like, yeah. Cause that's, that's like who I am. Like, I just, wow. just want to give that stuff back. Like it really shouldn't be about like, Oh, this one time that we were, you know, do this or A, B or C or X, Y, or Z. And, you know, people look for that and they gravitate towards that. And I think those are more personal, like person to person, like sitting around a, a fire kind of, you know, conversations as opposed to just putting that in a book and like blasting that out and like looking to sell stuff. So absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just like, yeah. that just wasn't what I was looking for. Right. Right. And it's, man, it's, it's so humbling to whatever, you see someone pour out their heart and their passion and their love into something like that. Um, I find, I find book authors so interesting because growing up, I hated reading. I absolutely hated it. But as I've gotten older, I've appreciated it so much more because I realized what I was missing out on. And I realized I wasn't reading the material I was interested in. And I, um, I got really interested in just reading different authors and like, going outside the guidelines of just, you know, fiction, nonfiction, something about something that happened years ago or whatever it may be, or some crazy sci-fi. No, I started reading like self-growth. I started reading men that have been successful, men that have carried good families, men that have been able to live their lives by their passions. And that's exactly what I want to do. So why would I not take this book and read it and learn? And it's been so interesting for me to have conversations with people that have written a book because it's, always so pure to see their intentions because no one has the same answer, but it's all in a culmination where you all have the purpose, but you all have different purposes and all those different purposes accumulate into a larger goal. And it's beautiful to me. And I find it just very humbling to sit, in, sit here and talk. So I wanted to talk a little bit about your time in the military, like in your time in commanding people. And that was something I, I wrote down in my book here. I was like, what was it like to lead in that position and where you were? And uh, if you wouldn't mind saying your rank over again. No, I retired as a first sergeant. And so sure. basically you know, I was in charge of a hundred plus people. And um, it's, you know, I think the military is, is a very interesting organization because you start, you know, at the bottom and you work your way up through, different levels of, you know, junior leadership, mid-level leadership, and, you know, and get to this, be a senior leader right. and kind of start to reflect as you get older and think about all the things that you said, like, when I get there, this is what I would do. And, you know, the irony of like, you fall into the same habits and it's, and it's life skills that happen that way too, where you're like, if I'm a parent, I would never do that to my kids. And then you're like, Hey, close the door, take your shoes off. Right. Like, did I just say that? Right. <laughs> you know, and so in the military, I think, you know, what I enjoyed was just, you know, the dynamic of meeting so many different people, like from A to Z, from every state, like just crazy, like different perspectives, different insight, different, you know, races, genders, and like just so much 
diversity and it was like wow this is crazy how it all works together like they all get in line they all lockstep you know march in this direction yeah and um you know for me as a leader you know i enjoyed the most is is like is being able to mentor other leaders and so i was just like really because you know you only have people for you know two three maybe four years and then they're on and they're they move on to the next unit and and then they go lead somewhere else and so you think about like what you do like you want to make sure that you gave them the right skill set you want to give them all the right data and you know set them up with all the right tools so when they leave they don't look jacked up and so because they're representing you and it's the same thing like parental like you want to make sure your kids are very well behaved and trained because when they leave the house they represent you and so when you think about like the irony of an organization like jay's organization which is bigger than sports you know like leadership is bigger than you and a lot of the leaders don't look at that yeah they're like this i'm in front i'm in charge this is what we're gonna do and so yeah to to an extent i had that nights of a round table kind of aspect going where you know, I brought in a lot of people and got a lot of different ideas because, you know, I knew a way, not necessarily the way. Mm. And I'd seen things that worked and didn't work. And, and so for me, at the end of the day, I always wanted to have an opportunity to get fresh ideas because each generation is so different. Like, mm. I mean, so different, but the, like the core principles of, you know, shoot, move and communicate were always there for me. And so like just teaching people how to shoot and teaching people how to, you know, carry their equipment and teaching people how to do their job was, you know, was easy because I had done it for so many years and, you know, and building leaders to do that, you know, was, was fun because unfortunately, you know, like this generation that was coming up before I retired, it's a lot of video gamers and a lot of non athletic people. And so like people were frustrated. They're like, Oh, we can't, you know, like they're terrible terrible soldiers and i'd be like no they're not terrible soldiers they're terrible adults like some people weren't taught like you were taught to do adult things and like so we have to also make them adults and then in turn make them leaders and so you know either push them up or push them out it was was the motto and you know you can't you can't save everybody but at the end of the day you know we're we're here to to kind of build and grow together and um so as a leader I, i really 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 enjoyed like like giving back like leading and, and really like just teaching and you know when you when you know it's just crazy because like the more I think about it you know like it's so different now that I'm out like right. you know like I walk into a store like when I in the military and I walk into places people would just get up and get out the way you know like it was just like you were catered to and then now like people are just like bump my shoulder you know like it's just right. so like nonchalant like there's no and that's hard for a lot of military people to kind of like really grasp that. They're like, you know who I am, you know what I did, right? What I did for this country, and you know, like they don't care. Like right. you know what I'm saying? Like they do, but they but they don't. They don't. Right. So it's uh, you know, it's just interesting to kind of definitely see that now as um, yeah. you know, on the on the other side, like that's uh, you know, it's it's very very humbling at times right. because you know, there's the I could have, should have, would have, or used to, you know, like. Even at home, like my kids are like, uh, like, did you ask mom yet? And I'm like, what do you mean? Did I ask? Like, I said, go do the, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, well, let's, let's just ask mom and see what she has to say about that. Absolutely.
<laughs> so Alvin, you know, the military obviously taught you a lot um, and a lot, taught you a lot about command and it taught you a lot about how to be a leader. Um, and during your time, you were obviously in, uh, you have Afghanistan, Jordan, Africa. I mean, you've been everywhere. What has it been like through all of these experiences to kind of take a piece of different cultures or take a piece from people you have met during your time? And whether that be through other countries or just throughout your whole journey through life. Oh yeah. No, I think definitely huge. Like other, like I have such an appreciation for, for living in America. Like just like, you know, I always joke with like the family, like we have first world problems. So, because I mean, for example, just being in a country like Afghanistan where like we were, you know, I went and visited a guy and he, literally invited me into his house that was probably like 12 by 12 he had two rugs on the floor one was his like couch rug and the other one was like a sleeping rug yeah and like he went into this cupboard and got out bread and you know got some tea and like just started breaking bread with me and like we were just talking and like like this dude has literally like I can see everything in front of me of what he has and like he's just splitting with me and I'm like this is crazy so like just to wow. be able to see something like that is you know is humbling and you know you go to places like Bosnia where like we were meeting people and going to their villages and like people who literally like no crap living with rockets in their house like just unexploded or ordnance in the house like you're just like do you know that that, that can explode <laughs> like god it's been there since 96 so it's cool it's 98 it's 99 you know like like what <laughs> And so, like, it's just crazy, like, to look at, and, and so now when you fast forward to, like, where we're at now with this pandemic, it's just so crazy to see how right. people are, like, thousands of rolls of toilet paper and, you know, all the chicken nuggets they can get. And, you know, it's just, like, so weird, like, what people are running around grabbing up and, like, and so I always used to tell, like, like my soldiers, even my family, like, you know, you just you don't know what you don't know. And right. so like, if you don't know that, that, that is out there like that, then, then you don't miss it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, yeah. it's just crazy. Like what people are exposed to. I think that would be probably the best word. So like, Absolutely. I learned so much like through that, like just seeing different culture, different languages, you know, just learning languages, trying to like break my way and chop my way through Arabic and Pashto and Dari and, you know, Serbo-Croatian and just because, you know, even though they would laugh or like, like even just kind of be like, oh, wow, that's pretty funny. But there, it, it was like a sign of respect. They're like, wow, you're at least trying to learn. Like, you're not this right. abrasive, you know, American who's like speak English. Right. And, you know, this is how we're going to get things done. So, you know, it's just like I learned, I think through, through that was just like, just really being humbled with with being exposed to just so many other different things so like when i brought that back to america i was just like that's it's not a big deal like so right. even my wife and i have those conversations she's like oh we gotta do this i'm getting like do we really like right. is, is that a you know is that necessary yeah. so it's just like that's i think that's the biggest thing that i learned throughout my my time away from you know the united states 100 percent, 100 percent. it's it, it's always interesting um i've Something that my church did a lot whenever I was growing up, um, they always said they're like, you know, we're always going to serve other countries. We're always going to serve in other countries. Um, so I went to Forest Hill. Um, it's a non-denominational church over, well, 
it's Forest Hill Baptist, but it's non-denominational. It's kind of one of those yeah. things. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, yeah. So, anyway, so I was in this group. We, we had this thing called Life Groups. And what it had was, like, kids in high school, you had opportunities to go serve and, like, do different mission trips or go serve out in different communities. And what I found, man, something that I found through that church that taught me so much. Service is found everywhere. Um, you can find servant to be a, you can be a servant anywhere in the United States. I went up to Winston Salem, North Carolina, and did stuff for Habitat for Humanity. And you would not believe what those neighborhoods look like. And it's that's something where I think it's so hard for people to conceptualize that it is here. It's present. You think, and obviously there are horrible, horrific things going on in over other countries. There are horrible and horrific things going on here. And that's something that that church taught me was to like, you know, as much as, as much as help other countries and help everybody else and like always help others and like look at different cultures and learn and understand and see it's still here too. Um, oh, yeah. that was something that was beautiful from my travels to other places. And then my travels in the U S like that was something I just realized that this consistent idea of struggling, it all is, it's all a concept that everybody can understand. What has it been like in the United States for you to see some of the, what's been going on, whether that be in youth neighborhoods, what, whatever it may be. Um, I think, you know, going back and even talking more about Jay, ironically, but like we've gone out and done backpack drives and food yeah. drives and donations gathering and just stuff for the state of South Carolina. Like just like the goal was to get to every County. And so like doing camps in every County. And like, I think right now it's like, six or eight different counties that we've been through where we've given you know this free camp out and like we go there and people are like wow this is like you guys coming back like is this right. going to be a regular thing you know what i'm saying and and so for us the goal was like in phases like you know us coming in first phase second phase like developing community connection teams out there and third phase like doing what's called you know the i am meant to be symposium and like really just talking to kids and and bringing in a host of outside organizations of professionals right. who like for a day would come out there and say like, look, Hey, this is what, you know, this is what Sorenix is all about. This is what, right. you know, X, Y, Z is all about. This is what Harley Davidson's about. And like kids, like you don't know what you don't know. So like right. you would be surprised like what kids in 96 South Carolina know, or what Greenwood South Carolina, you right. know, and, and, and down in PD and versus, you know, Columbia. 1968, you know, out of, pop, out of a garage, Pop started Sornex. You wouldn't know that. Like, I, I didn't really know Sornex before I came to college. Now I'm an employee. <laughs> like, it's, oh, yeah, it's definitely. you find it. It's, it's so cool. And being able to present that to kids, I love that. Whenever I saw Jay come in there with all the kids uh, from his school at Heathwood, man, I yeah. was pumped. I was just like, that's so cool. Like, I'm so happy they get to share this at a early, early age because I found, so I had a mentor growing up named Eric Hillman. And if you ever heard of Europa Sports Products, so yeah. it has like the little buff man. Yeah. So he was my strength and conditioning coach, like one of my mentors growing up, him and a man named Chip Sigmund. And those two men were so instrumental because I was at Europa all the time. So I would train with Chip and then I would also train with Eric on Saturdays sometimes and Sundays sometimes. He, I mean, he owns the place, so you can come to the gym whenever he wants. So he'd oh, yeah. us and say, hey guys, like, um, like coming to the gym, like if you guys want to come lift on Saturday morning, like come out. And so after games or something like that, we'd go and lift with Eric. 
And Eric was one of my mentors, and I found my love through exercise and strength conditioning through Eric. And from that, it was so amazing because I was like, the only thing in the Carolinas is Europa. And then <laughs> and then we have Bert Sword and all the guys are Bert Sordex that I am so fortunate to be a part of. Um, man, it's beautiful. It's so cool. Like I, in your backyard, you have a place that has done – shoot – I'm estimating here. Don't quote me on this. Sorry if anybody from the company is listening. I butcher this, but it's, I think, believe it's 80% of the NFL we have done, like their weight rooms. I mean, countless college organizations, countless, uh, the UFC Performance Institute in Shanghai and over in Las Vegas. I mean, in, in, um, what is it? I know obviously it's in Lexington, but what's the county? Um, oh my gosh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Uh, Anyways, military stuff too. Pelion, Pelion. It's over in Pel- Little Pelion. Yeah, Pelion, there ain't nothing out there. And yeah. there, lo and behold, there. And then you have the milit- what we do for the military. Man, it's awesome. And to be able to present that to kids is even more amazing. And seeing all those guys in there, like the young football players looking around just in awe of the weight room. They're just, oh my gosh, like this is a company. Like I want to do this. And then it finds a passion yeah. after sports, you know? Um, because it, I found it fortunately through Europa, but and then it translated into what happened at Sorenex. But for more kids to be able to see that is amazing. It's incredible. Um, so what has it been like for you as you've seen these kids grow? Obviously, you had the athlete at PC, but as you've seen these kids grow, not only through athletics, but into the rest of life, like into college. They just got a college acceptance, and they're excited about it, and maybe they didn't end up going in sports. What, what was that like? Oh man, that's been great. Like, you know, just having, like I said, my son's in his second year at Yale. So just think about all the coaching that I've done for the past umpteen years. Right. And so to see kids who are like in their early twenties, like men now, like, you know, like grown men, like huge men coming up to me, like, putting your hand on my shoulder I'm like, like love it on you and you're like oh my gosh I'm like, <laughs> sir like they're like coach man oh this you know and so it's 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 just so crazy to like be able to be a part of that like be a right. part of their journey and and still be a part of their journey where like kids are constantly like reaching out and they're like hey like I'm about to do this like what do you what are your thoughts on this like I'm gonna put myself in a transfer portal you know I wasn't getting playing time here or whatever you know like or hey I'm about to Big graduate decisions wow. can you come like be in like my graduation like hey I'm about to do this or I just got nominated for this you know or you know like there's so many different things that going on in their life and you know to be humbled by like just that invite they're like yeah I just want to let you know like this yeah that's that's great and like this so it's you know it's it's definitely cool like to me to kindly you know the way I look at things and and Jay and I talk about this a lot is just like the word value like what do you mm. value in life and so you know I just break it down into three categories and I'll run it through real quick but you know people value stuff they value time and they value people yeah and that that order can be any different way for any different person and so you know everybody always values stuff some people value that first sure people value their time sometimes because like you might give your time away but you can't get it back. It's not like we can say, Hey, you know, this hour call that we just did today, can I get that back next week? Cause I got some stuff I'm trying to finish. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you just have to really be mindful of where you invest your time because you can't get it back. Sure. And the last one is people like 
investing in people is huge. Like the more you can invest in people, the more that legacy that you leave, the more that footprint that, you know, just like really imparting, you know, wisdom and all that good stuff on the people is, is, is phenomenal. And so if you can kind of break your life down in those three categories consistently and, and like really figure out, am I a one, two, three person, a two, one, three, a three, right. two, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever that is, but like, we talk about that all the time. It's like, it's just so funny because you know, everybody value, like look at nowadays people value stuff. They're like I, sure. I got to go get toilet paper. Like I got to, I got to get it. Yeah. Like, dude, you have like 40 rolls at home. Like, what do you need toilet paper? You know, it's just right. like, absolutely. It's crazy. So, you know, it's just interesting. Like what, what do you value? Like what, and what you're investing in? hundred percent, man. Um, and I think that idea of the investment too is so crucial. I had so many men, growing up invest so much into me um, and a little bit of, and I'm, I believe I told you a little bit about my story, but I'm college football just didn't end up working out with me. I won't go through the whole story, but it just ended, didn't end up working out for me. And I thought I had let those men that had invested so much into me to go play football. I thought I had let them down. Little did I know that they were the biggest support system throughout it all. And they led lives and they were able to help me go through that point in my life, which was, man, that was hard. That, I talked about it in an episode. Dude, that was my identity. I was a football player. I was a ball player. That was what I did. Like, worked out three times a day. Like, that's all I did. I was proud to wear my jersey on Fridays. Like, I was excited to go play in college. Like, throughout high school, all it was was to go play college ball. Like, go play college ball. Then eventually move up. Man, that was life. And then, done. And to have those same men that were helping me through the path to get there, whenever that cliff hit, they were there at the bottom of the cliff to help bring me back up and climb back up a mountain. And man, it, it was so empowering. And now it's like, now it's come to the culmination of this where the men that have shared so much knowledge with me and context and verbiage and ways of thinking and different cultures and understanding people. Now that I've gained all this knowledge, I'm able to talk about it and only get to gain more knowledge by talking to men like yourself that I haven't been able to talk to before. And because of this, we've been connected through it. So all in all, man, it's just been a beautiful culmination, not only for what it's personally affected me with the struggle to sovereignty, but our community, because this conversation and learning from you helps us gain so much more knowledge about the path. Like to be able to record these conversations between people, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, it's an incredible, it's an incredible way, an incredible medium of transmitting knowledge and helping everybody because at the end of the day now it's, it's all about help and everybody, everybody's looking for help. They just don't know where to look. And I want to, and I want to be a service to people then. And I really appreciate everything that you've done, you know, in your life and living, living this passionate life, and leading this passionate life, allowing us to be a part of it. Oh, definitely. Like Jay and I talked about you and like all the things that you're doing. This is phenomenal for somebody like where you're at in life to be doing something like this is amazing. Like I'm twice your age and, you know, would ha have never done anything like that. So like to like really piece this together and, you know, that's why, you know, like I don't ever look at it like age is a number. Like, right. I don't think that, like you're like, oh, well, just because I'm older than you, Brett, that, you know, that means I know so much more. It's Absolutely. Like, like not really like i like i kind of know some things that you don't know you know it's like it's like we Absolutely. have to learn from each other and we have to be like like have humility to do that like really be like yeah like i get it like i've learned that from you 
Right. So, you know, I, I think that that is definitely a huge thing. It's and it, at the end of the day, man, all we are is in a culmination of like the experiences we've had. We talked like Jack Schultz posted something about reflection, man. And it was so powerful because it, it hit me at home and I was like, wow. Okay. Reflection. The experiences in our life, like, our reflection is all we have at this point once they're gone. Like once the experience is gone, all you have is reflection. Like you can't, like you said, you can't take that hour of the day back. You can't just say, Oh wait, let me grab that over here. Right? Like you can't, oh, yeah, not at all. you can't. And man, it's just so powerful because reflection too also breeds like, it also breeds character because it allows you to look at situations where I messed up. I messed up. What, what am I going to do next time that maybe is a little bit better or just grow just a little bit more and not make that stupid decision or not make this call because my pride said so, right? It's, it's all been very humbling to me and like learning from that and really understanding what that idea of reflection meant. Jack killed it on his post today. Um, and I loved every second of reading it. It was, it was beautiful. What is your idea of reflection? Well, so like I coached this year and like high school basketball varsity, I was an assistant coach. And so it was kind of interesting to use the word reflection because that was one of my three words that I used to my student athletes all the time. I was like, the three words I want you to focus on all season are accountability, ownership, and reflection. Accountability. First and foremost, you take accountability of all your actions, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. Own them. Right then it led right into ownership. Like you own that, like anything you do, you did it and you own it. And then the last part was reflection, man. You're a reflection of the people that you're around. Right. And so like, if you want to wear this Jersey and you want to be different, like reflect that. And so, you know, when you start thinking about reflection in that capacity, sure. you know, like you're, you're a direct reflection of the people who you're around. So like we were just talking earlier is like iron sharpens iron, you know, like men just, gravitate certain men gravitate towards one another yeah and so but with reflection with regard to like reflecting or introspect is a completely different you know use of that word and and so through that reflection is like take time like daily to reflect on like what you've learned and and then not only like learn but like use that so because a lot of people like oh yeah i messed up right but I'm probably gonna do that again tomorrow. You know, like right, it's just right, like, right. Like, like totally learn from that. Like just be, like grow. Like it's a part of the growth. It's a part of, you know, the 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 opportune time for a struggle, right? And so that's why, like, you have to struggle. And that's why, like, if you look at my shirt, like one of my my favorite verses yep. is James one two through four, man. And so, that's you know, it just is consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face many trials of you know many kinds. I think it is, and then it's like. Because, you know, it's your faith being tested and it's producing perseverance. Let perseverance finish so that, you know, you can be mature and complete and not lacking anything. Wow. And so, like, think about that. Like, it tells you in the Bible to consider it pure joy when, you know, you're facing trials and tribulations. Like, when you're sure. struggling, like, you're like, yeah, man, this is exactly what I needed. Sure. Like, totally. And so, like, people don't look at it that way. Like, they don't embrace, you know, in the military, we say embrace the suck. Yeah. Like embrace the suck. Like just really like like you can't do nothing about it. Yeah. And so like, you know, my dad was a huge proponent of the serenity prayer. And so 
you know, it just was like, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And so a lot of people don't know the difference. Like, there's things in life that you just can't change. Yeah. Like, you really have to accept that. And so, like, when you learn to let go and let that control go, like, man, like, there's you'll just be so much happier because right. at the end of the day, you're not like, oh, man, like, I really wish Brett would just stop doing this. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's absolutely, just absolutely, a hundred percent. No, and it's it's something to it is as an athlete. It's like I was that athlete that did the stupid stuff, and like it was. I know my coaches at some points were like Brett, like even on the field, and it was all one big thing. I had a bunch of concussions. They were always like Brett, stop putting your freaking head down, dude. Like you're gonna really <laughs> hurt yourself. Like stop putting your head down. Like you're running the ball, Brett. Keep your head up. Like. I was a fullback. So what, what did I do? I gained five yards. That That's what I do. Like hand me the ball. Oh, yeah. I run a four, eight 40, <laughs> but I will get you five yards. Okay. And that was what I did, but they would always say, keep your head down. Something in something beyond that. What my coaches would always say, Brett, stay calm. I'm always a warrior. I always worried about stuff. I always, always, I'm always hyperactive. It's never, it's never, Oh, this is complete sweet. I can relax. I've never been like that ever in my entire life. It's always been like, all right, I've got this. What am I doing now? Like, okay, we scored. It was, it was sweet. We scored. All right, let's go play defense. I played linebacker. So I was like, all right, let's go play defense. Go stop. Like, which is good for my coaches too. Like outside, whenever I'm texting players and like talking to them about getting workouts in on a Saturday night and all this stuff, my coach is like, Brad, <laughs> like relax. And that taught me <laughs> so much too, because it was like relaxing at some time and like taking the foot off of the brake or taking the foot off the pedal just a little bit, just a little bit for a second to give yourself the mental capacity and break to understand that those are mental reps at that point. Like that is a very real concept. Like I was always such a tangible person that I wanted to do a rep. Like I wanted to run, I wanted to lift, I wanted to pass, I wanted to like, wanted to make drill, but it was the mental reps and sitting, Hey Brett, sit down and watch all this film. It's just like, oh, dude, come on. Like I can just go out there and, you know, run my plays and do that. No, Brett, sit down and watch film and then play the mental reps right down, do that. And I, man, what do I do now? I have this entire book for the struggle to sovereignty that I write everything down in directly from football. A <laughs> hundred for that was my playbook. And those were my notes from each week of football. That's exactly what I did. And I have it right here. It's translated. Translated each time. I mean, it, I've seen it happen so many times throughout my life and it's, and it's a direct reflection of all the mentors I've had too. And it's like all those coaches that told me, Hey Brett, this is how you can be better on and off the field. What does it mean to like, and obviously you gave the values, but what does it meant to instill those values? Like seeing it come to a fruition where you've seen those values translate, translate outside and like, Oh wow. They're doing this there. You know, they're passionate. Man, it, that is, it's like, I mean, even like you like to see the, like I've seen those moments where people are like, like, I didn't think what you said was worth anything. And then now, like, like it's something that I live by. Like, exactly. it's just crazy. Like, and so, you know, it's, and it's humbling because you're like, man, like, to me, like, I go back to the statement I made earlier is that, you know, there weren't bad soldiers that we had. It just had bad adults. Like, not everybody grows up the same way sure. with the same experiences and the same exposure to things. So, you know, what's normal to me is not normal to you. You Absolutely. know, like, I grew up in... Brooklyn and you know in, in a rough neighborhood and you know and then I went in on to the military now I live out here in the country where like I've been sitting out on my deck 
and you know it's just like crazy to 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 like in in hindsight look at that like i never would have thought of yeah. like a kid like me who grew up and you know made some decisions that maybe i shouldn't have would have wind up like here today now right and so like the big key like that's really been driving me recently is like being present like like be present in your day like appreciate each moment because mm-hmm. you know time is fleeting and you know when, when when we go back to that that value chain of those you know the top three things like time people and um and stuff like which order are you living your life in every day like right. when you wake up like where's my focus at and so you know i mean obviously with the military i got a lot of structure and so i'm like very detail oriented and you know like just do things like that but at the same time to to be able to to leave a mark to leave a legacy to kind of really like know that what i've said and done like is in somebody else and yeah. that to me is like super humbling because you know it's it's you take it for granted like what you what you did and like not everybody has done what i've what i've done and 100%. so like to be able to like pass that on like in some sort of small aspect is is definitely awesome awesome wow alvin it's been such a pleasure talking to you man i really appreciate oh, definitely. you done man i i can't thank you enough for sharing your wisdom today and doing everything that you've done for us man because it's all been so humbling for me what your words have personally affected me your words have personally affected everybody that has listened to this podcast so i just want to say thank you so much for coming on today it's been such a pleasure anytime anytime man thank you so guys as we wrap up episode 12 of season two i want to say something at the end of the episode that i say uh, and that be our mission statement and our mission statement is as follows This group is designed to be a constant open communication between members to deal with issues that arise in everyday life. Whether they be fitness goals, personal goals, or life struggles, this podcast is designed to uplift all those involved. Dulcius X Asperis. Thank you guys so much. Struggle of Sovereignty is powered by Garnet Media Group.